Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Eric Yablanka, CIO at University of Chicago Medicine. In this segment, Yablanka talks about the organization's plans for predictive and real-time analytics, the massive effort it will take to clean up and prepare the data, and his strategy with HIEs and ACOs. You mentioned a little bit about predictive analytics. Um, so is that something that, that has come to fruition at this point, or is it something you're kind of planning? Uh, the analytics space for us is, is very, very important, and we're making significant capital investments in that area. About uh, two years ago, we updated the IS strategic plan for the organization, which was largely informed by the strategic business plan of the organization. In our IS strategic plan, we called out the need for analytics, uh, both what we call analytics of record, so this would be your reporting, our ability to profile our, our business, both our clinical performance, our quality, our outcomes, uh, and do all the reporting around uh, the business, if you will. And then it talked about our, uh, our need to be able to do predictive and real-time analytics. So that's where we're really trying to understand uh, either right when things happen or before things happen, what likely is going to um, occur and then have the opportunity either to intervene or to uh, modify our process so that we can get a better outcome. And in that respect, uh, we are doing some very, very interesting things here using commercial grade tools uh, to um, do the predictive and real time uh, stuff. Uh, we've made investments in both areas. Uh, they ultimately both come together. Uh, we are, you know, wrenching in master data management systems and, and methods, and that uh, is a very, very important precursor to a lot of that work, allowing us to really clean up our data and make sure we understand its, its lineage and its, uh, its uh, background. Uh, so we can use it properly. Uh, it's a pretty massive undertaking that will happen in phases over time. But, you know, when you report data, it's sometimes okay to have noise in it. Uh, when you're using it for predictive and real-time purposes, uh, you know, there's a certain level of reliability you need in the data forcing you to have some discipline around the data management piece. So we're very excited about that, and we moved forward on that. We've also uh, laid in some technology, um, which we've had about six or seven years of experience with, but we've recently replaced this technology, and this is around Enterprise Service Bus. So our data highway, if you will, is really uh, sort of a commercial-grade view of this whole thing. It's not uh, enough just to be able to interface systems and send data from system A to system B. It's important for us to actually have the data sit on the highway, and in our new system, that data sits in memory, so it's very, very quick. And when we need to repurpose that data for any reason, uh, whether it's sending it to another system or being able to analyze that data for analytics, uh, predictive, real-time, we have that capability now. Uh, I think if you went into the commercial space, commercial industries, they'd probably say, oh, that's very interesting. We've been doing that for a long time. Uh, it's a newer technique in healthcare, and the in-memory uh, capability uh, allows us to be more of an event-driven organization. What I mean by that is as things happen, 
and we have that data on the bus, and that data could be clinical data, financial data, uh, data from medical devices, uh, whatever data we capture, put on the bus, it allows us to repurpose it and use it in a real-time way. Uh, we've also brought on another uh, product to go with that called a complex event processor, and that's the you know very, very fancy rules engine. And here's where we get to work with some of our researchers on some predictive models around clinical outcomes, and uh, our researchers will, and brilliant faculty will uh, develop the algorithms, and then we'll code that into the complex event processor, or CEP, with the data running on the bus. And uh, we have capabilities of uh, intervening in patient care and doing uh, other kinds of modeling that uh, both feeds back to the researchers, but also helps us improve patient care. So that for us is a very, very exciting opportunity to, to really transform the organization and change the way we do business. That is really fascinating. Um, and is it something where some of these, these models can, can eventually be, uh, I don't want to say duplicated, but uh, you know, used by other organizations? Like, is that something that you could see happening? Sure, and you know some of the model, and we're just getting going on this, so it's uh, we're moving it along. Some of the models you could argue will be open source, and uh, you know whether they're uh, best practice uh, kinds of based kinds of uh, flows, or they come out of industry algorithms, and some are open source. Some might be proprietary and intellectual property of our organization and uh, could be commercialized. Uh, right. No matter what they are, uh, if they're to be used for patient care, then you know obviously they're very important to our clinicians and uh, we take a lot of time to make sure uh, we work uh, closely, whether it's our physicians, our nurses, or other health professionals, that these things uh, really do uh, benefit our patients. Right. So now, uh, as far as um, some of the other uh, other things you're doing, um, what about telemedicine? Anything going on uh, in that regard? Yes, we we have uh, as part of our organization, we have a group called the Urban Health Initiative, which really works on the south side of Chicago along many many fronts, uh, working on everything from disparities in healthcare to coordinating care on the south side to thinking of uh, new ways uh, to provide uh, services uh, to our population. The UHI is a vehicle that has, uh, with us, has used telemedicine but in an urban environment uh, to, uh, to facilitate care process. We haven't yet uh, looked at telemedicine in a, in a broader sense. Um, our, our business requirements just haven't gotten us to that point yet, uh, but that certainly will be in the mix going forward. Okay. As far as uh, meaningful use, how are you positioned? Well, uh, meaningful use has been a, a challenge, like it has been for everybody else. Meaningful use, uh, MU1, we've done just fine with. Uh, uh, worked very hard to uh, make sure our attestation went well, both for the hospital and for our physician practices. Uh, so MU1, uh, year one, year two, we did did well with. 
Uh, MU2 we're just attesting now. We're hoping it'll go well. We think we're going to be okay with that, but it's been a big lift for the organization. Right. What do you think um, was the most uh, challenging aspect of it? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I, there's a lot to it. Uh, it's it's probably uh, the interoperability with other organizations. Uh, that's a mm -hmm. that's a bit of a challenge in a very fragmented marketplace, right. uh, where uh, uh, public exchanges HIEs have been uh, limited so far uh, in the state. Uh, and we're, we do a lot of business in Indiana, uh, so that makes it a little bit challenging. But we've we've worked our way through that. I think for us that's been just just a challenge to work through, but we think we're there. Right. Are you participating in an HIE at this point? Uh, there are uh, two in Illinois uh, that are important to us, and we've spent a lot of time with both of them. Uh, we haven't up until this point only because we our business or use cases haven't been there. They're coming very quickly, uh, particularly as uh, in the state uh, Medicaid goes to managed care. Uh, there will likely be a backbone around that with the Illinois uh, State HIE. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll join and work with them. And then there's another one uh, in the Chicagoland area, and we're, uh, you know, working with them and watching them closely to see uh, how they interact with the state HIE and how that will all shake out what the business model will look like. So, uh, And then being an Epic shop, obviously we can already trade with other Epic-based uh, uh, organizations, and that's been up and running now. So uh, we're doing that work already, but just more of on a private side. Right. As far as ACO, any involvement or any plans there? Uh, well, our organization uh, is is talking about our future business strategies. Our organization is a little unique as an academic and tertiary quaternary care provider. We deal with really complex care. Primary care is not our biggest practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most ACO configurations require a very large primary care kind of environment. Right. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we certainly um, uh, am watching, are watching the environment in Chicago uh, with the emergence of uh, ACO-type organizations. Uh, whether or not that's the exact model we'll go with uh, is, to, is to be determined. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.